Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is former Houston Rocket player Joaquin Hawkins with Cody Davis, and we are the hosts of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Before we get started, we want to tell you guys about Aurora Nutri-Science. It's a health and nutrition product that helps you get the vitamins needed for a healthy lifestyle. These are three of the vitamins that I currently take. Exoflex is supposed to help out with joint pain. Curcumin works like Advil and is good for inflammation. And vitamin D3 improves overall health and assists with strong bones and teeth. To try these products and more from Aurora Nutri-Science, go to VivaLifeScience.com and use the promo code ROCKETS for a 10% discount at checkout. Again, go to VivaLifeScience.com and use the promo code ROCKETS for a 10% discount at checkout. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter covering the Houston Rockets, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, along with my co-host, who is finally back in the studio. Uh, Joaquin Hawkins, former Rocket player. What's up, CD? Hello, everybody. Hope everyone had a good, safe and uh, enjoyable Fourth of July. And before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to Believe in the Rockets, please be sure to subscribe on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but, you know, we'll see. But on this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, Hawk and I are going to take a look at the latest news surrounding this team on them being one of several organizations who are currently calling the Detroit Pistons in hopes of trading up in order to obtain that number one overall pick. And then later on in the show, Hawk and I are going to join the debate on whether or not the Rockets should select Evan Mobley or Jalen Green with their number two overall pick in this year's upcoming draft. And then to close out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, Hawk, I understand that you did not go through the entire draft process, but you have experienced what it's like going on interviews for teams. You did experience what it was like to go on different tryouts for teams. So with the NBA draft coming up and with the Rockets, as of right now, they have worked out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a a total of seven to 10 prospects. I want you to take the listeners and I behind closed doors and just share what it was like for you as a former prospect yourself to, to just share what that experience was like for you and whether or not you have some advice you would like to share with some of the draft prospects that are out there today. But before we get started on today's installment of Believe in the Rockets, I got to tell everyone about BetOnline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to make money on all your sports action. And BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, 
face-off or first pitch, head over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as promised, we're going to get this show kicked off with the latest news surrounding the Houston Rockets that they are one of several teams looking to trade up with the Pistons for their number one overall pick. And this news came about on yesterday, according to ESPN's Jonathan Giveney. I'm pretty sure there are a group of fans out there who are very excited about the possibility of the Rockets trading up for that top overall selection because, yes, the grand prize in this year's draft is Kay Cunningham. But me personally, I would not like to see the Rockets trade up for that number one pick because if they do, unless they have some type of deal in place for let's say a guy like Bradley Beal or Cor Anthony Town or someone who is a well-established all-star player nine times out of ten the Rockets will be selecting Cunningham and ladies and gentlemen and Hawk you could let me know if you heard me say this before but I am more so for the Rockets to go for finding a player who fit their current roster other than drafting the best available player. Cunningham, once again, as of right now, as of July 8, 2021, he is the best player in this year's draft, but I'm not too sure if he's the best fit. But I do not want to see the Rockets trade up for that number one overall pick. And in addition to them not selecting Cunningham, I also feel that the Rockets are in the best situation because at pick number two, they have so much flexibility on how they're going to go about the draft. They have at least three to four prospects who are going to be extremely valuable in this league moving forward, especially the two that we're going to talk about in the next segment. But not only that, with the number two overall draft pick, you can easily flip that for a more established player or a potential all-star player. And of course, we learned about the possibility of that prior to the NBA draft lottery, which was reported by Woj of ESPN. However, the biggest reason why I don't want to see the Rockets trade up for that number one pick, I do not want to see Houston give up too many assets in order to get that number one pick, especially considering that nine times out of 10, it's going to take multiple first round picks. If by any chance, the Pistons are okay with flipping one and two with the Rockets, and let's say in addition to that, they get the number 23 or the number 24 pick. Mm, I could say that I would get on board with that. But I'm not too sure that two draft picks in this year's draft, number two, and let's say for the sake of this argument, number 23, is going to be enough for the Pistons. They're going to want at least another draft pick. And I say draft pick and not a player because outside of Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr., I'm not too sure that the Pistons will want any other player on this roster. And I talked about this last week. Christian Wood, the possibility of the Rockets trading Christian Wood is not realistic. And it is an idea that should go completely down the drain. Christian Wood Kevin Porter Jr., and I would even put Jayshon Tate in there as well. They should be three untouchable players for the Rockets. There are no other desirable players the Rockets have here that's going to convince the Pistons to go from number one to number two. So that leaves the Rockets in a situation where they might have to give up an additional first-round pick, and that first-round pick nine times out of ten 
may have to come in 2022. I'm just not too sure I would want to see the Rockets give up an additional pick for 2022 just to move up one spot ahead in 2021. No, I don't. Um, I think they we all know that they are in the, the rebuilding mode. And so it's OK if you got to make, you know, you got to take one or two years uh, to get, you know, the players are, are around uh, to build that chemistry so that, you know, maybe in year three, year four. Now you're you're not only vowing for a playoff uh, spot, but at least you have some consistency uh, with your team. So, no, I, I don't think that they need to uh, really focus on moving up. Um, there is benefits, as you said, but I, I think they're still in a good um, they do have a good situation and, and possibly, you know, drafting uh, green or Mobley. In addition to the Rockets, the Cavaliers, the Pelicans and the Thunder are all interested in trading with the Pistons for their number one overall pick. Unlike those other three teams that I just mentioned, it doesn't matter if the Rockets stay at number two or if they move to number one, they are in a winnable situation. And a part of the reason why they are in a winnable situation, they have an opportunity to choose whether they're going to select Jalen Green or Evan Mobley. Hawk and I are going to get into that after the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, if you haven't done so, or if this is your first time listening to this podcast, please be sure to subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. Now, to continue with this latest installment, Hawk and I are going to jump into the fun debate that everyone is having, whether or not the Rockets should select Evan Mobley or Jalen Green with their number two overall pick. Now, First and foremost, let me get this out the way. Hawk, listeners, I truly do believe that the Rockets cannot screw this up because when I take a look at Mobley, who has the potential to develop into a very extremely good stretch big in the league, and when I take a look at the versatility of a Jalen Green, who I believe is going to develop into a traditional two-guard, both of these guys fit very well in what the Rockets are trying to do. They fit very well in what the Rockets are working with heading into the 2022 season. Hawk, I'm going to let you go first. You take a look at Evan Mobley. You take a look at Jalen Green. Who do you believe is the better draft selection for the Rockets in the next couple of weeks? Well, let's just start with what both of them do now. Um, they both are young players. So obviously, that's what the, the Rockets they need. Um, um, Jalen is a six, six guard that can handle, um, obviously he got great athleticism, um, got a chance to play in the G league this past, uh, year. So he's been able to play against some competitive pros, um, already. So he has a little bit more experience than, than, than Mobley, um, Jaden green. I mean, obviously his upside is, is tremendous. I mean, to be six, six and athletic, that's almost what the league is, is today. So he will be able to, to, to have some success. Um, he's a great defender um, and, and just a hard-nosed player that can play both ends. Uh, Mobley, obviously, he's a seven-footer. Um, you can't teach height. And, um, you know, I think that having his, you know, he has a long wingspan, uh, being seven-foot, that can that can shoot the, the mid-range. You know, I know he has been working on his three-point shot. Um, but the, the kid can play. Uh, he's a product of the Compton Magic, uh, which is here where I'm at here in, in LA. So I've had a chance to see him um, over the years improve. And so 
I'm always going to be rooting for, you know, any, any, any kid, especially to hear from, from California uh, to make that jump and me being a former rocket myself, you know, I personally would like to see that. Uh, but I think overall what the, the rockets really do need um, is somebody like a, a Eric Mobley, um, uh, excuse me, Evan Mobley. And it's just because again, when you get to the point of, can you have a big that's athletic that can play both ends of the court but also be able to use his height. And I think he's only going to improve. He's going to get stronger. Got to put some more weight on him. But they'll do that once once he gets to the league, no matter what team he goes to. But I think overall, uh, the potential of what the team needs, um, the potential of how much better he will get in the future. And um, not saying that uh, Green is not a good fit, but you know, six, six guards, six, seven guards, uh, they kind of come dime a, do a dozen. And so eventually they'll be able to get another you know, player that can play like he does. But I, I like uh, Mobley, man. I, I really like his his upside. And, and again, me personally, be able to see him play, you know, over the, the, the years, uh, play the SC, again, play the Compton Magic. Um, I think it would be a great fit to have him with the Rockets. And I kind of hate knowing that you picked Evan Mobley because he was my choice. Out of the two, I want to see the Rockets draft Evan Mobley because, like I keep mentioning, I feel that he is the best fit for the Rockets. First and foremost, by selecting Mobley, you have an opportunity to pair Christian Wood with another big that he could thrive alongside. And that's part of the reason why we saw Christian Wood take another step forward during the second half of the season because he was playing alongside Kelly Olenek. And I know there are some people out there who are hoping that Olenek returns to the Rockets. However, I'm starting to get the sense that Olenek has played his last game as a member of the Houston Rockets. And it's easy to understand why. He is in his early 30s. I believe he is entering his 10th or 11th year in the NBA. And at this stage of Olenek's career, he does not want to be part of a rebuilding team. He wants to be on a team where he can at least compete for a chance to go to the playoffs. That's not the Houston Rockets. I mean, regardless if they pick Mobley, Green, Cunningham, or whoever the case might be, the ceiling for the Rockets in 2022 is going to be a play-in tournament. Other than putting Wood in a situation where he is forced to play the five, you could bring a guy in Evan Mobley who is seven foot, have him play the five, and that's still going to put Christian Wood in a position where he's going to play the four. Not only that, the Rockets will have the opportunity to have not one but two bigs who can be live threats to their ball handlers and two bigs who can also step out and shoot the three-point shot. But for the sake of this argument, since you talked about Evan Mobley, Hulk, I'm actually going to shift my focus from Mobley and talk about why I believe Jalen Green is also a winnable situation for the Rockets. And I say that because when I take a look at Green, I see a guy who's going to be a traditional two guard, a player who can, yes, at times he can be your secondary ball handler. He could be your secondary playmaker. But his primary job is to score the basketball. And after averaging 18 points in the G League, this is a guy who has the potential to develop into a very dangerous scoring threat on an NBA level. And not only that, when I take a look at the potential of pairing him in the backcourt with Kevin Porter Jr., just like Christian Wood, I think depending on who you pair Kevin Porter Jr. with is going to determine whether or not we're going to see the best version of him. And it's part of the reason why I never been a part of the Kay Cunningham train because Cunningham is a little bit similar to Kevin Porter Jr. in my opinion, as a guy who needs the ball in his hands to thrive. 
I don't want to see the Rockets pairing KPJ with someone who is going to take the ball out of his hands. I want to see the Rockets pair him with someone who's going to keep the ball in his hands. Because during the second half of the season, yes, everybody was very excited about KPJ's ability to score the basketball. But I was very entertained by the way this guy can facilitate the basketball. Matter of fact, if you ask me, that might be the best attribute that he showcased during the second half of the season. Plus, the biggest key to getting the best out of KPJ is to give him more three-point shooters and is yes that's part of the reason why going back to a couple weeks ago is part of the reason why i want to see the rockets bring back amani brooks but the more three-point shooters you surround kevin porter jr with the better he's going to be and what better prospect at least in the top five is a better three-point shooter than jalen green green shot close to 37 percent in the g league that's going to give Steven Silas an opportunity to create plays where you have Jalen Green coming off screens, which is going to make Jalen Green's ability to shoot the three ball in the NBA level even easier. <laughs> Hawk, I don't know about you, but the more I talk about Jalen Green, the more I'm starting to get excited about the possibility of him arriving in Houston. Once again, I don't see a situation where the Rockets is going to botch this. It's either Jalen Green or Evan Mobley at number two. I'm all for Evan Mobley. I would much rather see the Rockets select him over Green. However, if they go Jalen Green, I would not be mad. But Evan Mobley, his player comparison is Chris Bosh. Well, let you know, he has an opportunity to be a top five, top 10 player in this league. Yes, I understand Chris Bosh was never considered to be a top five, top 10 player, but that was during the late 2000s, early 2010s where teams did not value the stretch big like they do today if chris bosh played in today's nba he would easily be a top 10 player and i see that potential in evan mobley well i'm gonna I'm, I'm really touch on just the fact the size and today's nba there's a lot of switching going on um, a lot of you know playmaking players uh using their versatility um but a lot of just either picking rolls or picking pops so a lot of defenses are just switching. And so to have an athletic uh, big like a, like a Mobley, I think it would just help out with the Rockets' defensive schemes. Um, having him and Christian Woods in the game together, I mean, let's just say he is he pops out and he is guarding, just say a point guard or, or a shooting shooting guard that, act, you know, obviously is a little bit more athletic than he is getting to the rim, but at least you have Christian Woods there to protect the rim. And so, um, you know, you never can, can have enough size, but having a... Um, a, a player like a Mobley that's athletic, uh, that can play both ends of a court, uh, but also can maybe switch up and guard a, a two or a three. Um, it's just going to be more beneficial of what the, the Rockets need to, to accomplish in the, in the future. And before closing out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, Hawk, I want you to take the time and just put the listeners and I in the shoes of a prospect on what it's like interviewing with these NBA teams, trying out for these NBA teams, and of course, how hard it is not to put too much pressure on yourself in order to make a great first impression because I cannot imagine what these prospects go through on a daily to be so close to, to the dream of playing in the NBA and living up to the potential and what these teams saw that got them interested in them in the first place. 
Well, I think you just said it, you know, a lot of players and even myself, I, I went to, I want to say four training camps. So I went to training camp with the Lakers, the Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, Golden State Warriors, and of course the Rockets. So I had multiple opportunities to be seen by NBA scouts and, um, and coaches. And every team is different, but the mentality of a player, it, it has to be, not only you have to be focused, but you got to play within yourself. You can't be trying to do things that you're not normally used to doing because these are NBA scouts. I mean, these are NBA executives. They've already scouted you before you even get to their facility. So they know what you can and can't do. So uh, a lot of times, and again, I, I, I still talk to certain players now um, that's trying to still go, go to the league. And, you know, you got to focus on what you do well. Um, for me, um, especially when I try with the Lakers, I mean, it was a, Brand new experience for me, you know, to have one of the top teams in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, who at that time they had Shaq, Derek Fisher, and of course, rest of the soul, Kobe Bryant. You know, I didn't know what to expect. And so I remember the first time that I, I walked, uh, walked into the training camp and I'm seeing all these, of course, these superstars. And, you know, I'm blown away as a fan. I, I'm, I'm there to try out for the team, but I, I'm, I'm blown away. And I had to make sure that mentally I was prepared for the grind. Uh, the first thing that all players need to do, if you try for an NBA team, the first thing is they're gonna definitely, they're gonna be able to critique your conditioning. Um, if you can't, you know, run up and down the court, of course, it, the NBA in that particular team is not really for you. So that's the first thing is that you gotta make sure you're in top, in the top best condition that you can be, because again, they have their players, they have their, uh, their go-to players and, their, their offense and decent for players and things that they're going to be looking for those players, you got to come in and bring something different to the table. Um, and then the, the final thing is, I mean, you got to have the skill. Um, you got to have the know-how. And um, the having an NBA IQ is different from having a really good IQ being a good college player. Um, all those things go hand in hand. And it's, it's, it's difficult because these are not things that you can learn on the fly it comes through experiences you've had already, um, you know, different, you know, uh, trainers working with you. Um, but it, it's a grind, man. I mean, it's, it's when they say that the NBA is not for everybody, it's not. Um, and, you know, obviously I, was, I got a chance to, to play the one year with the Rockets and I just learned a lot about my, myself, um, you know, my expectations and, and more so the expectations of, of others the people that make the decisions, the people that write the checks. And, um, you know, if you're not prepared emotionally, physically, I mean, they look at your whole background. Uh, they know things about your parents. Um, quick story. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. And it's, it's, it's no telling what they already know. And I, I'm going to give you a quick story when I was um, with the Rockets. And so I didn't know they, they did something. It was something very simple, but for me, like I'm, I wasn't a really good uh, talkative player. Um, I wasn't on a court I am, but as far as, you know, talking to executives, because again, I, I had no professional experiences. So I remember I had to go into a room with Rudy Tom Donovich, uh, Rudy Tom, Tom Donovich, Donovich and the entire Houston Rockets uh, staff and office, meaning that they had me sitting in the chair in the middle of a room like they were interrogating me <laughs> and it was so nerve wracking because they want to see, you know, what is your thought process 
when you're on the team. What do you think? And the, the one question that Rudy asked me, why do you think that we select you, select you to be on this team? And instead of me saying, oh, I can shoot three point shots and I'm athletic, I can just, I just keep it really simple of, I can do all the little things that the team needs to have some success. Playing defense, getting deflections, taking charges. So those are things that I do naturally. And it wasn't, I didn't wow them with my answer, but it, it was me being true to myself. And I, I made sure, and this is the most important thing, I made sure that they knew that. And I told Rudy and all the other officials there, just give me an opportunity so I can prove to you. That was hmm. it. And so me telling them what I what my value was and, and me telling them, just give me the opportunity. Um, and I was thankful that, that Rudy was true to his word because he said, you know what, we will. We will. So it, it is a process of how you um, prepare yourself, but more so if you can understand what the team needs and not you just going in there to do anything to try to prove, oh, I can do this, I can do that. No, you look and see what the team needs. And I knew the Rockets, they needed a big guard that can guard one, twos, and threes. That's what I did naturally. And so I was able to go in there and, and to do that. So uh, it, it, it is definitely a mind-blowing experience, you know, going to, to work out for an NBA team. And, um, you know, but again, the NBA teams, they almost know a lot, a lot about you before you get there. So it's more so you proving to them uh, that you're worth their time. Really quick before moving on, Hawk, what advice would you give a player who is currently being interviewed by these teams and who are currently working out with these teams as well? Uh, it's tough, man, because no matter what you say, it, the pressure of you trying to make an NBA team is there. Um, now, the the one thing that I, I probably would say is, you know, focus on just being consistent in what you do well. Um, when you do all the other things, you know, it, it you want to show them what your value is. So the things that come naturally to you, just be consistent with that. When you go to these workouts, I mean, if you're a good mid-range shooter, hey, knock down your shots doing, doing your workouts. Um, if you're really a good defender, you know, make sure you're communicating when you're, you're doing certain drills, um, you know, showing your footwork. I mean, it's it's just, again, doing what you do well and being consistent with that. Because even if that one team, you know, maybe they might draft you, maybe you play, you know, one, two, three years with them, and maybe they end up trading you, you always have a need. If one NBA team feels that you have some value, most nine times out of 10, there is a couple other teams that they, they think the same thing where they think that you have some potential. So, you know, just don't be so caught up in, I got, I got to make this team, got to make this team. Cause that's how I was, I man. I was like, I got to make the, the Lakers. Mm -hmm. But when I didn't make the Lakers, I said, you know what? I got to think about this. I got one of the top franchises in the NBA that's giving, giving me this NBA experience. And so if they think that I have the potential let me keep working on my skills and I'll be ready for the next time. So just more so being consistent of what you do well. Hmm. And that's going to do it here for another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. And this is also Joaquin Hawkins, former NBA Rocket player. You can follow me at Coach Hawk 247. Again, this is Joaquin Hawkins, Coach Hawk 247 on IG. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a review. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, 
Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.